Our people believe that uh, Abraham Lincoln was one of the integrationalists, which of course he wasn't. Yes. Right. So they, they, uh, they use these lies, the tactic of lies, to convince people of, uh, you know, the, the, that, they, that history is false, right? They, they create a false history. Okay, uh, George yes. Orwell. <laughs> George Orwell was uh, you know, made yeah. statements to that effect that they will write, rewrite history so as to confuse us. Okay, uh, but the reality, yeah, the reality is that Abraham Lincoln was not absolutely not an amalgamationist, and uh, and people, I think, because people in South Africa, especially white people, have been falsely led to believe that he was. That they you know, view Lincoln with uh, you know uh, like tarnished eyes. Okay, so mm. I'm going to read, and uh, you can just interrupt me wherever you feel necessary in the narrative here. But this is Abraham Lincoln's speech. I believe it was given in Bloomington, Illinois, right after the Dred Scott decision. Okay, and uh, in in this speech. Lincoln points out that several of the original colonies actually had given black people the right to vote. Okay? Mm. However, that right was rescinded later by those same states because I think they realized that it doesn't work. <laughs> right? Uh, that, that, that amalgamation doesn't work because black people are a completely different species. They do not have our values, and they may be able to appreciate our values, but they aren't able to live up to them. Do you think that's a fair assessment, mm -hmm. Pastor Martins? Uh, Pastor, yes. I think uh, if one considers, for example, the ratio of uh, white population to black population, uh, American uh, whites are so scarcely um, exposed to the uh, differences between the two races. Mm -hmm. In South Africa, where we have a ratio of something like 27 to 1, um, the blacks uh, as opposed to the whites. Here we have a daily, well, we've seen this over the past, um, over my past 67 years. I've, I've, I grew up with that difference um, in, 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 and it yeah. was so visible. Right. So in, in yeah. South Africa, we, um, uh, we, we, we've uh, have, well, we have so much greater exposure to that kind of, um, uh, uh, reality, fact, <laughs> racial reality. Yes, reality. absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because even when I was there for that uh, three-week period, yeah, you know, most Americans, most white Americans, especially Judeo-Christians and liberals, have almost zero experience uh, seeing blacks up close, how they actually behave with one another, and how you know, basically, with contempt, they treat our institutions. Okay. They're fed all yeah. this propaganda. Well, they're just like us. You know, they're just white people and blacks. No, they're not. They mm. don't even come close to having our sense of justice. Certainly not our traditions, our, our biblical heritage as uh, Christian Israelites. They don't have any of that. And they never will because it's, it's in our blood and it's not, it's not in their blood. Okay. Uh, Pastor, total different um, basis of conscience. Absolutely. Um, uh, absolutely. It's um, uh, that they have a um, very much closer uh, value of conscience uh, 
to the Jews than that's right. To the white. I was thinking the exact because, same thing. Yep. Because the Jews can lie to you, and they can deceive you, and they and they believe that they are doing the right thing. Yes. Yeah. So this is why blacks feel uh, they're entitled to your stuff. They don't think stealing exactly. is wrong. They don't. Yeah. They'll just come and steal. Right? I want that. It's mine. <laughs> That's how they think. Right? The Jews are just a little bit more shifty about it. <laughs> right? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So now I want to read from uh, Abraham Lincoln's speech uh, commenting on the Dred Scott decision. And this speech is basically what won the white people of the North over to his side. Okay? This speech by itself made him the, the candidate of the Republican Party. And everybody needs mm. to know what this speech is, okay? So this is a speech on the Dred Scott decision. And I'll just start, it's in the middle here. And now I appeal to all, to Democrats as well as others, are you really willing that the declaration shall be thus frittered away, thus left no more at most than an interesting memorial of the dead past, thus shorn of its vitality and practical value, and left without the germ or even suggestion of the individual rights of man in it? But Judge Douglas is especially horrified at the thought of the mixing blood by white and black races. Agreed. For once a thousand times agreed. All right. Mm. He says, I agree a thousand times with Justice Douglas that we should not amalgamate the races. Okay? Yeah. Have, um, how many people have actually heard that Lincoln said these words? Okay? He continues, There are white men enough to marry all the white women, and black men enough to marry all the black women, so let them be married. <laughs> On this point, we fully agree with the judge. That's equality, right? Exactly. Black men and women should have each other, white women should have each other, and never the twain shall meet. That's that's the full extent of his equality, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's how it should be. Okay? So, it's a, on this point we fully agree with the judge, and when he shall show that his policy is better adapted to prevent amalgamation than ours, we shall drop ours and adopt his. He's talking about the Republican position that slavery must be abolished and the blacks should be sent back to Africa. Mm. That was Abraham Lincoln's exact position. He was a member of the American Colonization Society, which had actually commissioned two ships to take blacks back to, uh, well, Monrovia, Liberia. Liberia. Nigeria. Uh, right. Okay. So, nobody ever talks about this. Why? Because they have to maintain the myth that Abraham Lincoln was an amalgamationist. He was absolutely not. Okay? So, let's... Well, uh, go ahead. That is a clear, uh, very clear indication of uh, Abraham Lincoln's uh, belief in the system of apartheid. Yeah, there you go. He believed in apartheid. <laughs> and his argument was that slavery is anti-apartheid. Let's continue. Yes. In 1850, there were in the United States 405,751 mulattoes. There may be about that many in your country. Very few of these are the offspring of whites and free blacks. Underline free. Nearly all have sprung from black slaves and white masters. 
Mm. That's where they've come from. Okay. Now, my understanding is that your people, the Boer people, did not want to fraternize with blacks under any circumstances. The only exception was that in some cases, certain blacks saw that the Boer people were prosperous and kind and generous and therefore would prefer to live with a, a Boer family than among their own kind. Isn't that well, the case? Pastor, uh, the, yes, they did um, uh, occur a, um, occurrences of miscegenation mm-hmm. amongst the Boers as well. But that was by a total... You, you must remember, with the Boers being the descendants of the house of Jacob, there was a sword of death that hung over the heads for the uh, mixing of races. Now, mm-hmm. uh, if, if one looks into the history of the Boers, um, when, when the Cape Dutch Afrikaners, in particular under the Hofmeyer brothers... Mm-hmm. Uh, that is Onsi Jan Hofmeyer, and his, um, one of his brothers was a um, missionary, missionary in the Boer Republic of Transvaal in the vicinity of the Soutpansberg. And from that area, there was a lot of false information that was sent through to Onsi Jan Hofmeyer, mm-hmm. which he used in, in letters that he had written to the government of, the, of Britain. Um, And I have copies of those letters that he had sent to the parliament and which um, in which he indicated that the Boers were thieving the blacks cattle at night. And in daytime, when the blacks do come to the Boers to identify their cattle, they get shot by the hundreds by the Boers. Mm -hmm. And of course, um, the, the Cape Dutch Edomites wanted and they desired a war against the Boers at all costs. Right. Uh, after the first Anglo-Boer War, uh, they had uh, a total, they were filled with disgust by the fact that the Boers, a mere 22,000 Boers had driven off 278,000 British. Right. And, of course, that was by virtue of the fact that they had made the covenant of the 16th December 1880. Right, the Blood River. Which, mm-hmm. s- sorry? Blood River. Uh, no, no? Uh, um, uh, uh, Blood River was 1838. Oh, okay. In, eight, in 1878, um, the British came to, to um, uh, they came to the Boer Republics and they uh, marched in and they uh, invaded the Boer Republics. Uh, and uh, we were told and we've been brainwashed to believe that it was because of the Boer Republic's golden diamonds. Mm-hmm. Now, at the time of 1878, no gold had been discovered as yet. Okay. And the, the diamonds that had been discovered in the vicinity of Hopetown in the Northern Cape, um, the British in the Cape, remember in 1802, uh, eight, actually in 1814, the British came to take um, uh, the mm-hmm. the uh, and and accept the the um, proprietary rights of the Cape Colony. Yeah. Um, and so, so in eighteen fourteen, it was already a Cape Colony, and the uh, Cape administrators came to uh, the Northern Cape 
1871, and they annexed the Northern Cape in the vicinity of Hopetown, where the diamonds were found, they annexed. And this led to the Boers willing to take up arms, and they were preparing to take up arms against the British in the Cape mm-hmm. because of the illegal annexation of the Northern Cape where the diamonds were found. Right. And the, the British then came and they offered a, um, a, an amount of 65,000 pounds in exchange for the Northern Cape's annexation. That's now, the all? Boers were big, <laughs> that, that is all. <laughs> wow. But the, but the Boers accepted that. And the, oh. the, 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 the war was evaded oh. by the fact that they had accepted the 65,000 pounds. Yeah. So there was no, and that was already in 1871. Wow. So there was no, um, absolutely no reason for the British to invade the Boer Republic yeah. other, other than the false accusations which the Edomite Cape Dutch Afrikaner Sephardic Jews right had had okay um, all right so abroad. yeah okay so what you're saying pastor is that the british and when we say british we mean the rothschilds they offered this bribe yes to the boer people the boer people not knowing the, the nature of the jew accepted the bribe thinking now they'll back off no that uh, just put the, put their guard down Past at that stage, I don't think the, the Rothschilds were so deeply involved as okay. yet. Well, as other Jews. One must see it yeah. as yeah. Um, the, the, the fly in the solve <laughs> <Right>. was Cecil, <laughs> the Cecil John Rhodes okay. and his cahoots, right. the Hofmeyers um, and, and uh, various Bite. other Cape Dutch. Alfred Byte. Otto Byte. Yeah, right. Uh, Alfred Jews. Mm-hmm. Alfred Byte was um, the son of Otto Byte, and he, um, of course, was still a youngster in the, uh, the likes of um, uh, Cecil John Rhodes, and uh, oh, th- there are quite a number of them. Yeah, uh, uh, Jews, Boston, in, but Jews in the woodwork, <laughs> right? Hiding, hiding in they, the woodwork. They, they were, that's correct. They were Jews already in the Cape at that stage, and of course, they had their finger in. Well, one must draw a distinction what, whom were called Jews and whom were called the Cape Dutch. Okay. The Jews were the ones that continued with the um, reading of the Talmud and the, the, the main, maintenance or the maintaining of the Jewish Edomite traditions. Right. The Cape Dutch, the Cape Dutch were also Jews, Sephardic Jews who had been become Christianized for the sake of Gaining the capital investor, the the, the Dutch, the, the so-called Dutch state and church, right, or the state and uh, well, yeah. you can call it this. Just the the like religion, of, the religion and, of amalgamation. Yeah, that, <laughs> That's what it boils exactly. down to. Now, yeah. Now, after the invasion of the uh, uh, Boer republics. Um, uh, of course, we had the um, declaration of war by the Boers, and they ousted the the British in a matter of ten weeks of war. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, after the the um, first Anglo-Boer War uh, had been won by the Boers, 
The Cape Dutch then enticed America. They even went abroad to America to have public meetings in which they attempted to entice the public of the American public into exerting pressure on their government to come and um, mm -hmm. annex the Boer republics. Now, that didn't help. The, America refused to do that or to uh, interfere right. with the right. uh, affairs of the Boer republics. And then the Afrikaners, they actually used a very, uh, very well considered and thought through process. I don't want to go into the details of the process, but uh, at the end of the day, what they did was they went to um, have a, uh, a, a secret meeting with the owner of the Bank of England, uh, ah. Lord Rothschild. Ah. Uh -huh. And that was between the first and the second Anglo World Wars. But the important thing to note here is that uh, the fact that uh, the church missionary uh, or the missionaries and the Hofmeyers had written a number of letters across the British Empire, putting the or attempting to put the Boers to shame, mm -hmm. and Britain. Britain sent an agent to the to the Boer republics to do an on-site evaluation of the the uh, accusations that had been leveled against the Boer republics. Okay. And th this particular agent, I forgot what his name was, he made a number of very clear indications or, or reports back to Britain yeah. in that Muskega um, nation was virtually Okay, uh, you dropped out. Uh, please repeat. The miscegenation was what? Miscegenation was virtually non-existent okay. in the Boer republics. Very good. Whereas it was it was rife in the among the Cape Dutch. Correct. Exactly. It was rife among now, the Cape. Yeah. You must you must remember the the. the uh, Cape Dutch, or under Jan van Riebeek, the so-called progenitor of the Afrikanerdom, mm -hmm. he, uh, he he came with 96 men, and it took them two years to give thanks to the Lord or the God they serve yeah. for the safe passage two years before. Mm -hmm. So they were not even, so they were, weren't even serious Christians. Right. And the reason for that was because they were Edomites, they were Sephardic Jews. Yes. And they they fled Spain Spain under the edict of Alhambra in fourteen ninety two or the ancestors um uh, fled Spain in fourteen ninety two because yeah. of the edict of Alhambra. Right. So the, fleeing from the forced Christianity of the Roman Catholicism they were now in a position in the in Holland where they accepted Calvinism for the sake mm. of money. Yeah. Right. A bribe. It was a, a bribe. bribe. Right. Now, isn't this about the time where the Jameson raid took place, which was well, done by the British and blamed on the Boers, another false flag? Pastor, it wasn't done by the British. In fact, uh, the Hofmeyers in particular, whom were house friends with, uh, uh, with Cecil John Rhodes, mm -hmm. they contorted, because Britain even refused 
to annex the Boer republics after the first Anglo-Boer okay. war. Okay. They kept on refusing. And the Cape Dutch wanted, they desired a war against the Boers at all costs. Yes. So when, when America refused any involvement in the Boer republics and Britain refused what the Edomite Cape Dutch Afrikaners did in cahoots with Cecil John Rhodes was they decided to then create a mock attack on the Boer republics by setting up a group of about 600 youngsters. Mm-hmm. Who, of course, were from British descent. They worked in the right. mines and the, the administrative um, offices of Cecil John Rhodes, British South African Mining Company in uh, Rhodesia mm-hmm. and in uh, Bechuana land, which is Botswana today. And they clothed them or um, they provided the British military uniforms as well as British military mm-hmm. weaponry. Okay. And and then, of course, uh, the one-off Mayer brother, the Adrian Adrian Hofmeyer, who was the Dutch Reformed minister, that was sacked because of his multiple affairs with multiple females in his <laughs> congregation. <laughs> he must have been Jewish too. <laughs> of course, Pastor. Yeah. Of, uh, you must realize that these Edomite Cape Dutch Afrikaners mm-hmm. are crypto-Jews. Yes. Or they're not crypto-Jews. They, they were called the New Christians in Holland. Right. But the Spanish called them the Conversos. Right. Of Moranos. Mm-hmm. And Swine. So, so the, the Afrikaners... Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> <laughs> but but the, the whole thing is... There was no prevention. There was, they didn't, you must remember that even Esau um, went and took unto himself two Canaanite women as well as yes. his uh, cousin, uh, Malat, the Ishmaelite uh, wife that he had. Yeah. And of course, after they had um, their children in uh, Seir, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correct in, uh, in, English. in English, which was bordering Babylonia. Of course, they... Right. Uh, interbred with the Babylonians, which of course was Nimrod's children. Right. And that is why there is such a close relationship between the belief system of Babylonia and the Edomites. Right. They also have Nimrod penises. And these Nimrod penises are such an integrated oh, oh, part oh, of oh, the. Oh, you mean, you mean monuments? <laughs> I think you're. I think you're. You're not referring to literal penises, right? <laughs> but yeah, well, yeah. Well, that that territory is called Sepharvaim. Sepharvaim. That's where the Sephardic Jews come from. Exactly. Okay. okay. But okay. Um, they, they, but they created Freemasonry. They created all gotcha. these uh, secret societies, where in which they worship the phallus. And that is right. also why their church, their church entrances resemble the vaginal mm-hmm. uh, opening of the um, right. Queen of the Heavens. Queen of Heaven. Yeah, we've talked about that on other occasions. Yeah, so the uh, Cape Dutch churches and Freemasonry and Jewry are uh, they're all sleeping in the same bed, and in the Boer people, and the Boer people look at that not realizing that those three groups together uh, mean to destroy the Boer people, absolutely destroy well, us. Pastor, okay, yeah. 
Pastor, you will recall my actually naming or stating this on various occasions that the angel had told me that in uh, 1859-1860 there was a conspiracy to kill the Boers by genocide. Mm -hmm. I mentioned and there was that conspiracy was by the three parties, the Cape Dutch Afrikaners with their church and the Afrikaner bond, right. and then the Jews and the Freemasons. Right. Okay. And let me bring it up to date for you folks, because that conspiracy is in full swing. It's called COVID-19. Absolutely. Okay. The same, the same objective, the tools that they use today are just different. Yeah. And they're getting us to line up voluntarily to get shot. Yeah. No one suspects that it's an invasion, but it is an invasion. They're just doing it with, with I, extreme subtlety. And it's the first step of a genocide. That's, a total that's genocide correct. Of, yeah. of more than three and a half billion yeah. people. What what a better pretext to uh, create a genocide than by first step having people volunteer to get exactly. shot. Okay? It saves a lot of trouble if they volunteer. Okay? It's hardly even bloody at all. Except maybe when they fall over dead and hit their head on a rock or something. You know? No blood whatsoever. But then the mandatory part of it's going to come soon, folks. So, you know, the more of us who resist the voluntary shot, the more of us will survive <laughs> into the mandatory phase and we will be able to put up a greater resistance. All right. Yes. But resistance is mandatory, folks. It's mandatory. Back to you. Pastor, the joke is they want to uh, vaccinate everybody so that the unvaccinated won't in infect the vaccinated ones. <laughs> right. <laughs> with, with, a, with a virus that has not yet been isolated, with a vaccine created for a virus that is not yet even identified. Yeah. Exactly. Yet, yet it was mutated yeah. by the very same people who create the vaccines. Right. Now, now this is on top of the fact that the Jews worldwide have brainwashed white people into committing suicide, amalgamational yes. suicide, by race mixing the Judeo-Christians and the liberals. Yes. Okay. And it's a, and it is quite frightening if you look at. Uh, churches in South Africa where um, the pastor and his wife are of different races or different <laughs> colored races. Right, right. Sad, very sad. Let me continue here. Uh, and because he continues after saying that nearly all of the mulattoes have sprung from black slaves and white masters. Quote, mm -hmm. A separation of the races is the only perfect preventive of amalgamation. But as an immediate separation is impossible, the next back thing is to keep them apart where they are not already together. Why was he saying it's, not, it's impossible at the moment? Because there are too many plantations with white masters and black slaves, and the U.S. Constitution protected that. Okay? Yes. That's what he was saying here. This is why he wanted to eliminate slavery, folks, to eliminate the amalgamation. Okay? He continues, if white and black people never get together in Kansas, they will never mix blood in Kansas. That is at least one self-evident truth. 
a few free colored persons may get into the free states, in any event, but their number is too insignificant to amount to much in the way of mixing blood. In 1850, there were in the free states. Now, here are the numbers, folks. In the free states, 56,649 mulattoes. But for the most part, they were not born there. They came from, guess where? The slave states. Mm. Ready, ready, made up. In the same year, the slave states had 348,874 mulattoes, all of home production. They were breeding them. In the South. Yes, exactly. In the slave states. Okay? The proportion of free mulattoes to free blacks, the only colored race classes in the free states, is much greater in the slave than in the free states. It is worthy of note, too, that among the free states, those which make the colored man the nearest to equal the white have proportionably the fewest mulattoes, the least of amalgamation. In New Hampshire, the state which goes furthest towards equality between the races, there are just 184 mulattoes altogether, while there are in Virginia... How many do you think? 79,775. Yes. Being 23,126 more than in all of the free states together. These statistics exactly. show that slavery is the greatest source of amalgamation and next to it, the elevation of the blacks. All right, folks? You can't put it any plainer than that. Back to you. Well, Pastor, it says they're not the elevation, but the degeneration That's of right. the blacks. That's right. And it's so important that one... That we take note of that. Um, these people that want to uplift the blacks in the way that they say they do, yep. they want to uplift the blacks at the expense of the white man. So the moment you find that the white man is deprived and derated to the fact or to the point where he becomes the slave, right? The, the black man is deprived of his position and he yeah. degenerates to. Way beyond the, where he was before. And we both become slaves to the international and, Jew. And and we've seen this so many times over and over in South Africa is, um, over the past 25, 27 years since the abolishment or in fact since the liberation of the ANC. Those that have propagated or those that um, let the black my majority to the uprising against the whites. Yeah, absolutely. They have become they have become the the slave drivers of the blacks because the poor blacks that the, the blacks that were poor under the apartheid system are today they are even far worse off right. than they were under apartheid. That's right. Even the blacks say that they would prefer. There are many blacks who say that they would prefer a government of the AWB. Now, mm -hmm. the AWB was an Afrikaner organization that, up, um, that, that uh, they, wherever there was an uprising, they were there, they wanted to fight. They wanted to, uh, 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 even they, they were rising up against the Edomite Cape Dutch Afrikaners. They themselves could, could have been Edomite Cape Dutch Afrikaners, but they stood for the rights of the white man. 
mm-hmm. but the of course the AWB was ostracized and um, uh, yeah. bound by yeah. the Edomite Dutch Afrikaner Freemasons who of course had all their plans in place and they were steamrolling the um, uh, the way to a so-called democracy which is nothing less than a full-flung communist state. Right, right. Now, uh, let me just repeat these last two sentences uh, because uh, what you pointed out there is absolutely important. These statistics, says Lincoln, show that slavery is the greatest source of amalgamation and next to it, not the elevation, but the degeneration of the free blacks. Yet, Judge Douglas dreads the slightest restraints on the spread of slavery and the slightest human recognition of the Negro as tending horribly to amalgamation. In other words, it is the institution of slavery, which is most likely to elevate blacks, if that's possible, right? And Mm. those of us who oppose the institution of slavery are the ones in favor of non-amalgamation. Yet, historically, we hear the exact opposite is the case. No, Mm. they're lying to you. This is the speech that got Lincoln nominated for the Republican Party because he was opposed Mm. to the spread of slavery and he wanted to keep it out of the new territories so that we forever be banished from those. He argued correctly, constitutionally, I cannot prevent it in the states where it already exists because it's in their state constitutions. But I am totally opposed to any new states having slavery for this reason. Can it be any clearer? Cannot be clearer than that, Pastor, unless unless under the propaganda machines of the Jews, they um, propagate and they um, spread the opposite. Yeah, right. And I've seen programs where black historians have read this speech and their eyes were open and said, Wow, I thought Lincoln was a nigger lover, <laughs> right? That's how he's always portrayed. Can can you say that word, Pastor? Yes, I do. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is America, all right. So this is the garbage history that we're subjected to in the name of amalgamation, because they don't want yeah. anybody to understand that Lincoln was opposed to amalgamation. And he was a member of the American Colonization Society, among many other notable, including uh, Thomas Jefferson and many, many others. In fact, uh, Francis Scott yeah. Key, who wrote our national anthem, he was a member of that, that organization. Okay, So don't let yeah. anybody tell you that, that Lincoln was a nigger lover. He was not. Okay, But he did not uh, advocate cruelty. Yeah. Okay, he did he not advocate, advocate. Go ahead. Go he ahead. advocated freedom to those that had been enslaved. Right, and the freedom to depart <laughs> back to where they came exactly. from. Right. That's uh, during his presidency. He made numerous efforts to uh, the, the slaves that were freed to resettle them outside of the United States, such as Haiti and other places. Okay, yeah. he was utterly consistent on that. Okay. Uh, toward the end of the war, he had a soft spot in his heart for for blacks who were serving in the Union Army, and but he left it up to the states. If you if if these people settle in your state, such as Louisiana, uh, leave it up to you whether you want to give them the franchise. 
However, none of them did. Okay? And uh, ultimately, only three white people were elected to Congress you know, after uh, uh, th- that period of uh, you know, n- new slavery, where the, the whites were forced to have blacks as their congressional leaders. Okay? Reconstruction. Mm. Uh, when Reconstruction finally ended, then the wh- white majority retained power and things returned to normal. Okay. Yeah. But this is what in we're saying. Africa, yeah. Go ahead. In South Africa, where that policy was um, uh, accepted. Of course, the white minority uh, lost all form of power. And uh, in mm-hmm. fact, um, a, a Nigerian or a Sudanese or a Malawian, uh, Malawian Okay. Has more rights in South Africa at the moment than the wow. white man has. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. a fact. Because you've always been in the minority. Fortunately always for us, we've been the majority. <laughs> well, okay. well, the Boers have the bad end of the stick because the Boers have been the minority under the minority of Afrikaners. You can right. think for yourself if the Boers represent approximately a third of the um, Edomite Cape Dutch Afrikaners numbers. Yes. Purely because of the way in which the Edomites have um, yeah. have orchestrated and enticed wars against the Boers. Right. And then, of course, um, once the Boers were subjugated to the Afrikaners, um, the Afrikaners then sent their sons to university while the Boers had to go and fight the wars right. in Europe. Yep. Yep. Same here. Yeah, the Jews, their sons and daughters went to Harvard and Yale while I was over in Vietnam uh, nearly dying. Exactly. Okay. That's the way the Edomites do it. That's the way they do it. Right? Yeah. And they're the ones who created this fraudulent election, which we know Trump was the winner. Without the Dominion voting machine fraud, Biden wouldn't be sitting anywhere near the White House. <laughs> right? Also, can oh. I say something about that? Yeah, sure. Give it time. Biden's okay. time is tick-tock, tick-tock, <laughs> right. blowing up. Right, right. But, uh, yeah, we talked about this this morning on Bloodlines, and uh, this was, uh, the reason I brought up the Jameson raid was because it was a false flag. Blamed exactly. on the Boers, okay? Well, that's what January well, 6th was here in America, okay? Yeah. The, the Jewish press jumped on that saying, oh, this was a terrorist act by white patriots. Really? Yeah. No, it was a terrorist act orchestrated by Jews to be blamed upon white patriots. Boston, just as a matter of interest, what does patriot mean? Oh, yeah, you brought this up last week. Well, it's, it's an old word for, what's that? Yeah. I was not sure yeah. whether I did. I yeah. Think. Yeah. But it's a, it's an Israelite term, the, meaning one who obeys the law, if I remember correctly. Pater Yoter. Pater pa- Yoter. Pater is the word for father, and okay. Yoter, because they spoke about Father Fa- Yahweh, and in the tongue that they spoke at the time was, Father was Pater, and Yot was the first uh, letter of his name. So they spoke... Oh, or they, they they were ostracized by referring to them as patriotas. Mm-hmm. Of of course, with with the um, the, the house of Jacob, the descendants of the house of Jacob, who were in in um, uh, dispersion in Europe, 
uh, they referred to the or the the, the Christians right. referred to uh, to the Israelites or the house of Jacob in a derogatory manner because they had spoken about Father Yahweh, a patri yot. Yes. Yeah. So we're but hoping... Another, yeah, go ahead. But another thing is the Patriots, um, I've um, managed to get hold of a, 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 a book or a writing that actually describes these, describes these Patriots mm-hmm. in the northern part of Europe they were known as, or they could be identified as the people who prayed before their meals. Okay. And people who held, and the people that held the Sabbath. So it is very important to know that the reason why they held the Sabbath was because they were the descendants of the house of Jacob. They right. were not Christianized to um, worship on Sundays or to at least to uh, heed to the demands of the Christianity to um uh, be be uh, have the Sunday set apart. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. So the reason I bring up the, the connection is that uh, number one, our people have to be aware of all of these false flags, so called. And the reason why it's called false flag is because in the days even preceding the Civil War, pirate ships would fly the flag of a particular country in order to approach another ship of that country. And then as soon as they got close enough, they would open fire. Okay, they were flying a false flag in order to entice you know, the, yeah. the, the enemy into a, a, an un, unexpected contra- confrontation. Okay, so this, well, Paul, yeah, the land so, pirates, sorry, go ahead. That, that particular operation was also very... Um, very often done by the Dutch East Indian Company. Whenever they saw Spanish ships, uh-huh. they would raise the Spanish flag, get close enough, and they would actually You're right. um, open fire. Uh, uh, open fire, and they would actually uh, scuttle that ship in order to get hold of all the goods, and right. they would go and sell it in Europe. Exactly. In Amsterdam. Yeah, piracy. Yeah, piracy. Jewish pirates. Jewish pirates. So, folks, yeah. this is this. Unfortunately, this tactic is as old as the hills. It goes back to the Garden of Eden, where Nachash whispered into Eve's ear, "Thou wilt not surely die." Yeah. Okay, that was the very first false flag, folks. And our people just seem to be incapable of learning the lesson. Yeah. Okay. Something that I also stress on my postings on Facebook very often. The Boer people battle to understand. They fall into the same trap time and time again. Right. The same trap of the Edomites. They set these traps and the Boers don't recognize them. That's right. That's right. False flags. False flags. Uh, Unfortunately, however, about a week later... There was an, another enticement. There was an announcement that there's going to be rallies in the various state capitals around the country. That didn't happen because the Patriots saw what happened in D.C., saw that it was Antifa that was allowed into the building, and the Patriots followed, okay? But then CNN, NBC, and uh, uh, 
Biden himself announced white terrorism strikes again at the District of Columbia. Can you believe it? Yeah. Okay. Mm. So there's the Isn't false. That, yeah, go ahead. Isn't that called rice biting? Bar? That's right. It's called. So here, here's what happened because I followed uh, Illinois because I demonstrated at the state capitol about uh, eight weeks ago. Mm. Nobody showed up except one Antifa guy. And that Antifa guy was saying, I was expecting a big rally here. Well, didn't the news media promote a big rally? But I think white people got hip to the fact, hey, wait a minute, this might be another false flag. I'm not showing up for this one. Yeah. Charlottesville was another such false flag. Total setup. Okay. Total setup. Yeah. It's amazing. Some of the some of the um, stars uh, that um, were present in some of these uh, false flag operations showed up as the same people in false flag operations in London and in France. <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> where they wouldn't be recognized. Right? <laughs> well, so cordially, what we've what we've seen in South Africa is, um, for example, COVID in in, in vaccinations being. Uh, administered to people, um, and we're in in one news program. It, for example, indicates a picture, uh, and they state that this is so and so in in Europe or in London, and then two well three days later we find the exact same picture of an old lady which has been vaccinated in Fentersdorp in the Transvaal. Exactly the same picture, the same background, uh, the same <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, so but, uh, it's so clear that this whole COVID yeah, thing is orchestrated, a charade, a pandemic. Yeah, it's a yeah. charade. It is uh, right. And, and these Edomites must think that we are idiots. Yes. Well, they do. Stupid goyim. idiots. To them, we're stupid goyim. But there's what exactly. people called the remnant who just refuse to bow the knee to them, okay? Exactly. And so we're turning the pages. Yeah, well, Yahweh said in Numbers thirty-three fifty-five, if you don't exterminate these Edomites and drive them, and, and short of that, drive them completely out of the land and never have anything to do with them again, they will come back and be thorns in your sides and pricks in your eyes. Yeah. Okay. Here they are. Exactly. Here they are, folks. All right, yeah. but it's our own damn fault for keep we keep on letting them into our countries. Yeah. Okay. The Judeo churches are the most guilty of this. The Catholic Church is one of the most guilty. They are an amalgamationist church. That's what the Catholic Church is. Get yeah. out of the Catholic Church. Get out of it. Get out. They should get out of the church altogether, Pastor, because right. the Calvinists were even worse than that. Yeah. Okay. So what passes as Christianity today is nothing but amalgamationism practiced by the Edomites. Exactly. That's what it is. Enforced, enforced on the um, house of Jacob by the Edomites. Yes. Amen. Amen. And then all kinds of perversions. You know, these churches actually allow... Prostitutes, transgenderists, uh, rabbis, imams, uh, Wiccans, 
to take the pulpit and preach. In South Africa, it is now legal in the Dutch Reformed Church, the very same church that Jan van Riebeek brought to this country, for a Dutch Reformed minister to be a homosexual mm-hmm. and share the parsonage with his homosexual <laughs> friend. <laughs> right? It's, it's accepted. Yeah. The abominations of Mystery Babylon. Okay. Exactly. By the way, did we point out that this is an economic system as well as a religious system and medical system? Yeah. Okay. Yes. The entire edifice is controlled by the banksters. Okay. They're the ones giving the orders to the politicians and to the medical profession and to the military industrial complex and the oil companies, etc., etc., etc. But yeah. people grew up, you know, like you grow up with a credit card in your mouth. This is the system mm-hmm. we grow up with, and nobody is around to contradict the system except those of us in Christian identity. We're the only ones objecting to this system. Yeah. Okay? The only ones. There are a few white nationalists objecting to it, but they think the Jews are Israelites. So they don't, they don't get the clear picture. They'll be fighting the wrong battles. Okay. Well, I'm so glad that uh, I have been able to identify myself as a patriot. Mm-hmm. Very good. <laughs> yeah, and a patriarch. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, and actually the, the praying before meals was invented by the house of Judah during the Maccabean period. Correct. Okay. All right. So it's our tradition. And I don't know if the... Yeah. I don't know if the Islamic people pray before their meals. It doesn't matter. It's our tradition. Yeah. We have to stick with our traditions and let those other people do what they please. They cannot, they cannot affect us if we are true to Yahweh's laws, and that includes the law of racial segregation. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So, well, the, go ahead. The, the interesting thing is that um, uh, 120 years ago, the... Edomite Cape Dutch Afrikaners were seen as a different race to the Boers. Right. Two different white race, races emanating from Europe. Yep. Yeah, but they were wrong. <laughs> it's not two different white races. One is white, one is Edomite. Yes. Major difference between the two. Yeah. Right. But uh, who was who always in the forefront of leading the charge of amalgamation worldwide? Who was always in the forefront? Edomite Jews. Yeah. Barbara Lerner Specter? Okay. Europe well, must learn to amalgamate. Esau, Esau set the example for the Edomites. That's right. That's right. At so, the, yeah. The total, the total dis, um, dissatisfaction of his parents, he grieved them. Amen. By Amen. taking a, um, a Canaanite, two Canaanite wives and a Ishmaelite. Yes. Amen. Amen. So, yeah, so we have all of these dark forces lurking in the mm. background, hovering above us. Uh, racial integration, medicine, war, politics, everything, uh, Hollywood, money. entertainment, money, all of it is arrayed against the white race. For our destruction. There is only one possible solution. We must organize 
against this beast, this last beast, the eighth beast of Mystery Babylon, come back to our senses and only breed amongst ourselves and give up all of these false churches, come out of Babylon and return to Yahshua Messiah and become his covenant people once again. That's the only solution, folks. Nothing else will work. And I don't think there's we really have any hope short of the second coming. At this stage, nothing short of um, Daniel 2, I think, verse 32, where the uh, is not um, well. The stone strikes strikes the uh, this figure which Nebuchadnezzar dreamed about. Oh, okay, right, right. The 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 stone formed without hands against which no yes. weapon shall prosper. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're part of that. We belong to that stone. But every member yes. of the white race should belong to it. And they don't. Okay? They're opposed to the covenant message. They're opposed to the Bible. Yeah. They call themselves Christians, yes, but they're traitors. They're not Christians at all. Okay? So yeah. this is the this is the battle we've got on our hands. And it's you know, right now, I mean... Uh, can it get much worse? <laughs> can it get well, much worse? Says, the scripture says it's going to get a lot worse. Yeah, um, right. Yeshua Messiah is saying in Matthew 24, this is only the beginning. Mark 13, only the beginning. And Luke 21, this is only the beginning. Right. There shall be persecutions like there never had been since the creation. Uh, this is the time of Jacob's trouble, and we're not yes. talking about Jews, folks. We're talking about yeah, the house and, of Jacob. And it would only get worse if we continue on the path we are on. Okay. Well, I want to refer back to, to De- Deuteronomy uh, 28, 29, and 30. Oh, okay. Pastor, that has become such a precious uh, uh, portion of Scripture to me, those three chapters. Because yes. in those three chapters, I see so much of the history of the Bush. Right, right. <laughs> Amen. Here, this verse, uh, Stephen sent me this verse from Jeremiah 51, verse 9, which is really apropos, because we are living in Babylon phase 2. We would have healed Babylon, but she is not healed. Forsake her, and let us go, everyone, into his own country. For her judgment reaches unto heaven and is lifted even up to the skies. Okay? Yes. Come out of Babylon, folks. Every it's aspect Isaiah. of it. Okay, go ahead. Isaiah, what's that poster? The Jeremiah 51, verse 9. Jeremiah 51, verse 9. Thank you, yeah. poster. Yes. And he has Isaiah thirteen fourteen here. Let me see if I go to that real quick. We have a few minutes. So, uh, Wow. Can we be in greater trouble than we are right now? But we have to face up to the facts. Yes. We have to, you know, you cannot cure a disease if you have the wrong diagnosis. Yeah. Right? Right? And and also the wrong um, medication. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we shouldn't be taking pharmacia at all. We don't need it. Nothing at all. We don't yeah. need it. The Bible has Father all the cures. Yeah. Father Yahweh has given us every 
um, mm-hmm. all the sources of uh, or the natural sources for um, all the medication that we need. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I think, uh, let me just make sure I got the right verse here. Uh, Stephen, thank you for that. It's Isaiah thirteen fourteen, And it says, And it shall be as the chased roe, the, the pursued animal, and as a sheep that no man taketh up. They shall every man turn to his own people and flee every one into his own land. Of course, and ver- man is ish. It's not Adam. Because we yes. wherever we have settled, that's where Yahweh wants us. Yes. And we will have dominion wherever we have settled. All the rest of them are yes. going to go into their own country. All the blacks are going to go back to Africa. All the Mexicans going back to Mexico. All the Canadian, well, no, sorry. <laughs> all the Amerindians going back to northern Canada. Eskimo land, etc., etc. Okay? Because yeah. that's the way Yahweh wants it. Segregation. Yeah. Exactly. All right. The Bible is a book of segregation, folks. We are to segregate ourselves from the rest of creation so that we can have our dominion over it under Yahshua Messiah. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Pastor Martins. Take care, everybody. Do the right thing. Bye-bye. Praise Yahweh. Praise Yahweh.